0: It's Friday night, and the mook is right, we're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, tg eight.
1: Welcome to week number 215. You guys into Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis.
0: Hola, Steve. De Dondes Ares 2. Soy and or is it
1: Soy Day? Yo, Soy and Day and Virginia. Um, hey, we're a podcast. We watch TGIF. We talk about it we 30 do. years after it airs. This week is no different, as we've got uh four episodes to talk about aired back in halloween 19, week though nine three it is halloween week i was like we're gonna get some halloween episodes and i will say
0: we get at least
1: a mention of halloween in all four episodes this week
0: halloween is there it is in every episode every single one excited
1: i'm ready for it
0: heck yeah man
1: let's do it uh before we do though thank you adrian for the theme song this
0: week Thank you, Adrian. Appreciate that.
1: TGIFcast at gmail.com. If you want to email in your own version of the theme song, at TGIFcast. That's where you find us on social media. We'll post stuff sometimes. Follow us. That's how you do it. It That's is. where we are. That's where it's at. Um, all right. Um, we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. Now, these episodes back in '93 would have aired, what, October...
0: October 29th, 1993, Friday
1: night. All right, so leading up that week, uh, I just got a couple sports stories for you. October tw- A lot of sports
0: stories recently.
1: I know. Uh, October 23rd, 1993, the uh, World Series concluded as the Toronto Blue Jays defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2. to
0: Corey Matthews was devastated. I know. Devastated.
1: Uh, last night, well, when recording at least, the Phillies got eliminated from the World Series again.
0: That's your fault. You called it too early last week. You're like, we they had a good chance. They're looking good. I think
1: they were up 2 0 last week when we did this. They went, they tied it 2 2. Then they went up 3 2. And then all they needed to do was win one of the next two and they couldn't do it.
0: Well,. That's a shame.
1: I ruined it. It's my fault. I
0: know you're not. You're not much. Uh, at least I've never taken you as much of a baseball fan. And I know that your sports. You kind of like pick a player at one point in your life and kind of follow that player. So
1: only basketball.
0: Only basketball. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a? Do you like? Is there a baseball team that you like? Do you? Do you so
1: all all the rest is Phillies teams. So um, the Phillies, the uh, Flyers, Flyers, and the Eagles. And okay. then uh, basketball is wherever Steve Nash would go to. Last team is he was on was the Brooklyn Nets. I'm still with the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Oh, I didn't know he was... Okay. He All was right. the coach. He was the coach. I did, is he still the coach? or is not. He, you say was. Was.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, unless he coaches again, Brooklyn Nets for the rest of my life. Brooklyn Nets. Yep. Jay-Z. Yep. Um, one more sports story. October 26th, 1993. The NFL announced a new expansion team as the uh, Carolina Panthers. We're going to get That's added right. to the NFL.
0: Were they the only one in that set? I feel like I think. I the feel like they always Jaguars too,
1: like a... and the Panthers were the same time, but I don't think they were announced the same day. Um, okay. All right. Let's confirm Not that.
0: The, the Titans were later than that? Because the Oilers Titans moved, were... The Titans became... The Oilers well, became, yeah. They don't the really Titans count that as
1: like a new team because they didn't yeah, change yeah, yeah, the number yeah, yeah. of teams.
0: Um, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm
1: announced with you. new team. Let's see. This is great podcasting stuff. Um, Heck yeah, man. This
0: is good information.
1: I can't even find it
0: now. I don't, what are you even looking up at this at this point?
1: If it was the Jaguars,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, yeah, they announced them on uh, November 30th, so a month from now we'll, like month we'll talk later. about that.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: All right. What about movies, and music? Number one, any changes?
0: Uh, yeah. So let's start with the music because there is no change there. But I do. I think I'm pretty sure it's the last week for Dream Lover with Mariah Carey. So we'll have a new. A new song, uh, no, a couple weeks, so two weeks. Uh, Anyways, Dream Lover, Mariah Carey, still there, a couple more weeks. And then new new movie that you have a connection to, that TGIF has a connection to. It is the 1993 box office smash, The Beverly Hillbillies. Number one this week, 30 years ago. I do have a
1: connection. Um, We've talked about this man before. We don't know his last name.
0: What
1: was his first name? Tracy. Tracy. 100% it was Tracy. Um, He was the manager, at least the bar manager, maybe front of house manager at Doughboy's Pizza on 17th Street in Virginia Beach. Uh, I know him famously as being the one white guy in the Baby Got Back video. As we asked him about that, he gave us some of his other credits, including uh, an episode of Family Matters, where he was a bank teller, where Steve Urkel was in line and the bank gets robbed, but also... He is in the wedding scene in the Beverly Hillbillies movie.
0: Yep. So, what's his name again? Adrian? Is Tracy. Tracy, Tracy. If you're listening, give us a call. Give Steve a call. He'd like to just say hi, reunite, and then just tell us about working at family matters.
1: Yeah. Tell us about that Jaleel White character.
0: What'd you think about him?
1: Why isn't he doing our show?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Tracy's not in the in the union. He can probably talk all he wants about. Well, I was just thinking
1: Tracy it. would just. Give Jaleel a call and say, hey, go on the show.
0: Hey, hey, Jaleel, I know we talk all the time. Go go talk to these guys. Any, um, any birthdays? One birthday. It's a legacy birthday, and it'll stay with us forever. Miss Brooke Thies, Monday the 23rd. So happy birthday, Brooke. What's we the, love you.
1: Monday the 23rd, you said? Yeah, two days ago. I just missed it. Probably,
0: well, probably a little recording, but.
1: Oh, man. All right, let's get into some episodes. It's Halloween week, like we said. Family Matters, season five, episode six. Best Friends is the name of the episode. It starts off. We've got Laura, we've got Carl, we've got Steve. They're in the kitchen, or they're in the uh, living room on the couch. In
0: the Living room. Yep. Carl's in the watching middle, watching a scary though. movie.
1: Yep. a Little awkward. Halloween decorations everywhere. Carl's stuck in the middle. I don't know what Steve's move. He's trying to. do. He's trying to like put his arm around Laura, like reaching all the way around. Steve is that his? No. no he's
0: like blowing kisses to her behind behind Carl's back.
1: She wants nothing to do with it. Carl is just in the middle the doorbell rings and it's waldo
0: well there's a whole like thing between steve and carl first where carl's like stop doing that and then like smacks him with the magazine
1: he does smack him a magazine calls him a little pest right yes um doorbell it's waldo he's already there trick-or-treating he's got his pig costume on and laura's like what are you doing halloween's still two days away he's like i'll wait i'll wait i'll sit here for two days and then um, goes over, sits down on the couch right where Laura was. So now we've got Carl sandwiched between Urkel and Waldo on the couch, and Carl likes this this setup even less than the one before.
0: He does, but he also has a good comment. He's like, "Man, I'm stuck here between a pig and a pest."
1: That's what he's doing. Um, theme song we come. Real quick question: yeah. Do you think
0: that they got this costume it's a the good same costume. place they did? the costume for Mister Cooper? Cooper? Yeah. Very possible, they're, like, they're both give me all the animal. give me all the barn, barn got farm animals, animals, animals.
1: They both look very well made. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that is very possible.
0: Okay,
1: me too. When we come back from the theme song, we've got Steve and he's working at the Mighty Weenie, he's in the drive-thru doing a great job. Yeah, uh, takes some guy's order, guy pulls around his car, then a convertible. And he's dressed up as a clown, which I mean, it's fine. It's <laughs> Halloween time, right? Halloween.
0: I guess I didn't even put that together that it was Halloween, but that makes it makes me feel a lot better about the fact that a guy's dressed like a random clown. I
1: don't even know if they did either. If it's just a coincidence, <laughs> but um, right, this uh, clown pulls up, and then uh, I guess he sprays Steve with like his like squirting flower or something, right? That's what he does. That's
0: exactly what he does. Stream
1: of water into the place. Steve's all wet. Next customer.
0: It's Waldo. Can't figure out how to work the drive through
1: Yep, he's uh, doing his best, trying to talk to Steve, a little having a little conversation through the speaker. Ends up coming around, but not in a car, on foot. And Steve is like, what are you doing, Waldo? You're not even in a car.
0: Just come in the restaurant. We've all done this. We've all tried to do this before.
1: Yeah. I don't know if Waldo <laughs> has any reason, though, to do this.
0: No, he definitely, he's doing it for convenience, not just because he's on foot he just doesn't want to come into the place but he's willing to get out of his car to walk through the drive-thru
1: yeah so um he also says that he just likes talking into a big bun so that's his reason
0: <laughs> that's that's true he likes talking to the big into the big hot dog uh
1: then he comes through the window after steve tells well, him. because
0: because yeah yeah because urkel tells him to go ahead and come inside
1: climbs through the window sits down um we find out at this point too. The reason why he's not at work is he got fired from the tattoo parlor. Apparently, he's a tattoo artist.
0: He is, and he's not a very good one. Well, I, the thing is, we don't know how good he is at the art, but he's not very good at spelling because he added an extra O to mom. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. An yep. extra O to mom.
1: Spelled mom wrong, and Eddie's like, well, Waldo, you're my best friend. I'll hire you here, and you can start at noon tomorrow. And Waldo's excited, <laughs> except for the fact that he now has to wake up before noon to get there in time.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, he was very excited when he found out what time he had to be there. He started crying, or I guess continued crying.
1: Yeah, we then go back to uh, the Winslow house. Laura's in the living room. Harriet joins her, and she's, like, trying to talk to her, trying to hang out with her, using some cool lingo. But it seems like Laura just doesn't want to hang out with Harriet at this point.
0: Well, in fairness, Laura was, like, in the den reading, maybe studying, whatever. And Harriet comes in and kind of starts to, eh, I don't know, be a little disruptive.
1: Yeah, she tells uh, her mom that she's going to work on some Cheers, the girls are coming over, and then that's what happens uh, at the door. Um, don't know what that says.
0: Mm. Maxine and Casey show up?
1: I mean, that's what happens. I wrote Hegorb, which is nothing. That's not a real word. <laughs> and uh, Hegorb. Yeah. Harriet tries talking to the two of them, tries hanging out with them. They're kind of okay with it for a second, it seems like, but... Harriet. Immediately, I think they're very okay with it. Yeah, Harriet immediately they're... starts embarrassing Laura, though.
0: So yeah, they start talking about like kid, like babies, and and so Harriet starts telling all of these embarrassing stories about Laura as a baby. Maxine and Casey have no problem. They are into it. They want to hear the stories. They're they're all about it. It's obviously yeah. Laura, I mean, they think
1: it's funny hearing about their friend peeing on of Santa course. Claus and stuff, which of Laura course. does not obviously. Right. So. This is going to set up kind of like the sub theme of this episode with uh, Laura just being embarrassed by her mom. That is correct. We go back to the Mighty Weenie. Waldo is now there working. Um, he was supposed to do like inventory for Eddie, but he didn't really count anything. So his list of inventory just says like napkins a lot, um, cups, not too many. And that that's his idea of inventory.
0: Yeah. You don't even want to know.
1: Uh, Also, Waldo started letting people give IOUs uh, or receive IOUs instead of paying money for food. If they didn't have enough money, he just kind of let them write a piece of paper down with what they bought. And they said they'd come back tomorrow and pay. But all of the names were like joke names like Bend Over and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, nothing too racy, but some good quality joke names. Dan Dan Druff. I never heard that heard that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Um, Eddie tells, uh, Steve, Steve, I think I might have to fire Waldo. He's just messing up a lot. And then, uh, Steve's like, you can't fire him. He's your friend. Then an explosion happens in the kitchen. Waldo comes running out and, uh, he's like, I think we need a new stove and probably a floor to put it on as well. And Steve, Steve looks at Eddie and like, I'll miss Waldo. He knows you
0: gotta fire him. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing, but the situation they are in. Um, Then we get this scene. I don't even
1: know what's the importance of this scene. I don't know where it fits in, but Eddie and Richie get back from a jog.
0: Yeah. The start is nothing. It's just kind of a joke about how out of shape Carl is. Although I would argue that Carl is not necessarily out of shape. We've seen him do some pretty, I mean, we saw him run on a treadmill. So a bomb didn't blow off once. It's true. Um,
1: We've probably seen him climb a mountain.
0: Yeah, we've seen him do a number of things. But anyways, this whole beginning part is just a little gag about how he's out of shape because Eddie comes running in, Richie comes running in behind him, and then Carl's like catching up, catching his breath, collapses on the couch, and he's done from this job. But the whole point they're setting up is getting Carl and Eddie alone so that Eddie can ask Carl for his advice on what to do about Waldo.
1: Yeah, so uh, Carl sends Richie into the kitchen to go get him a piece of pie, and uh, Eddie's looking for advice from his dad of Should I fire him or not? And Carl says he's got this little cop story about like this cop that didn't work out. And the whole thing is it's he's suggesting find out Waldo's strengths and then find out how to utilize them.
0: Well, not just that, but he says, like, that's your job. You are the manager. Your job is to figure out the best place for the folks that you have that you have working for you. And honestly, this is like really solid advice. I think Carl really knocks it out of the park with with this one.
1: Yeah. Carl should be lieutenant.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, we then go uh, to the kitchen a little later. Probably not much later. Uh, Laura and her friends are in there, and they're all dancing. They've got some music on. And then Harriet comes in. She uh, starts dancing as well and wants to teach uh, everyone the mashed potato. But Laura, once again, gets embarrassed, gets mad, and yells at her mom in front of the girls.
0: Like, really yells at her. Like, tells her to leave them alone, yells at him.
1: Yep. Maxie and Casey run out. And Laura starts crying in front of her mom, saying, "You gotta leave me alone, mom. This is not fair. I'm so embarrassed with everything that you do." And I kept uh, waiting
0: for like the real hard dig, which is like, "Just go get a new job and get out of my life," or something. You know, something like real, like call her out for being bored, and that's why she's she won't leave me alone.
1: Where is she in the scene? Does she go upstairs, or do they just kind of like she does?
0: Yeah, she 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 does. Laura kind of kind of storms off upstairs.
1: All right, we go back to the mighty weenie. Waldo is a chef now, or a cook or line cook, I guess you'd call it. Um he's in the kitchen and you know what? Business is booming. The food is delicious and uh Eddie has found that secret thing that Waldo loves and is good at.
0: And I, as soon as I saw this, I remembered this cuz this is something that they they lean on for the rest of the show. Waldo where he is a cook? Waldo being a cook having a passion for for, you know, for cooking for culinary arts and i think that this they they i mean let me pretty sure that this me, is a like thing that they really really lean on with with waldo let me rewind a little bit
1: i okay. think i don't think this is a future episode i think we watched this episode didn't we see an episode where like steve and waldo were in home ec
0: yes yep yeah 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 was waldo yes. like
1: awesome like making like th- really good pastries and stuff i or think
0: something? he was i think you i think you were 100% right absolutely i think you were right Yes. I'm glad they They kept that going. But I think that this is kind of a point where they – I just feel like I remember this becoming a thing for him. Like this is where he like excels and finds more – I feel like they use this for other storylines. Yes,
1: yeah, I think they do too. Um, so, Walter's excited. He gives Eddie just a giant hug for standing by him and being such a good friend.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Uh, we go back to the house in the living room. Laura looks frustrated about everything going on. Her mom gets home. Uh, Laura tells her that she wants to talk. She apologizes for yelling, for being mad at her mom. And, you know, Harriet kind of understands. She knows that uh, she might have done some things that were a little embarrassing to Laura. And uh, she, she gets it while she was upset.
0: Well, like Harriet does, she reminisces and tells a story about how when she was a child, her mom embarrassed her all the time um, and and how she kind of how she regrets that being embarrassed because she, you know, she wishes she'd been able to kind of embrace what her mom was sharing with her. But she also understands that Laura's at a time in her life that they kids just get embarrassed. and They that's you know, they don't want to be embarrassed in front of their kids or their friends at school.
1: Yeah, the talk works. They hug it out. Both of them are happy. And then Laura asks her mom to teach her the funky chicken as we go to the credits.
0: That's what she does.
1: So uh, we do get a credits scene here, though, where Carl comes out of the kitchen and uh, he joins the two of them dancing and goes completely nuts in the living room dance floor.
0: (laughs) He does. He does. And he comes out eating ribs and just he's he's I mean, he's into it. This is just a fun scene for him.
1: He's got some moves. No out of shape man could do that.
0: No, he's you know for for being a bigger guy, he we I think he's in perfectly good shape. He I mean we see we see him do all kinds of stuff. So they're just just dragging us along. Yep. So the
1: Halloween part of that episode was there was decorations in the opening scene and maybe a clown that could have had something to do with Halloween and Waldo. Oh, and Waldo in the pig costume. like a yeah, pig. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the opening, right?
0: That was that was. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's it though. That's it. That's fine. It's enough. Step by step, season three, episode six. The
0: decorations, real quick. The decorations in the in the den at the end. I mean, they were. It was all. I guess I don't know if the beginning or end, but whatever. I mean, that place was covered in decorations. There was were they every, there
1: at the end when they were sitting on the couch?
0: I don't. I don't remember what part they. were I definitely. I don't remember what part they were, in, but they were. Well, one hundred percent the, the end,
1: opening. One hundred percent.
0: Right, because they had the two pumpkins in front of them, and then when they come back after the theme song, they're there because they've taken the pumpkins away. And there's stuff all around all around the house. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Step by Step is your 830 show. Season 3, Episode 6 is what aired this week. And we watched an episode called Video Mania that starts off with uh, Cody coming in the kitchen. The live studio audience is in love they, with Cody.
0: They love him. They love he Cody gets- and
1: JT, though. Like, both of them. The-
0: I feel like this is the first time JT got a huge pop like that. That I that I remember, but Cody is just on fire right now.
1: Uh, Dana's at the table reading. Um, Cody is like grunting and like struggling, and says that uh, he's got a bad cold, and this is his uh, his just letting Dana know and trying to figure out what to do about it. Dana suggests take some medicine, go down to the health store, try some supplements or something. I just want some peace and quiet. Get away from me.
0: Well, she tells him to go to the, to the health store because he tells her, I don't take medicine. I don't put anything in my body that's unnatural. And she's like, well, go to the health food store. They have all kinds of options. And he's like, thanks, thanks. Thank you so much. What can I do for you? And she's like, get out of I here. I just want some peace and quiet, Cody.
1: Yep. And then Cody yells upstairs,
0: everyone, Dana wants some peace and
1: quiet. Kitchen is off limits. And uh, she just looks at him like, "This is not. this is not it. Um, But he's like, uh, oh, and then he starts like rubbing her head, like grabs like a handful of hair and like rubs her head like, hey, uh, anything for you, Dana.
0: Right. But then he also is like, all right, I'm going to just sit here and make sure nobody comes and bothers you, which is not at all what she wants.
1: Uh, After the theme song, we come back to Carol and Frank unpacking some groceries. There's like this little story going on about her being uptight about where groceries go and they're all alphabetized in groups, and she's going to relax a little bit and take out one of the grouping systems that she's got going on.
0: Yeah, this is a side story that they try to tie into the main story, but I felt like they did not do a very good job of, of like, keeping that connection throughout the, throughout the episode. Yeah,
1: there's, like, one mention of the connection, and that's it. So, JT yeah. gets home. This is where he gets a lot of applause, and uh, he says... Uh, Hey, Dad, you know how you've been wanting me to do some, like, extracurricular activities? Well, I just signed up to be the crossbar monitor of the girls' high jump pit. And then he and his dad talk about getting an extra zoom lens so they can look up girls' shirts.
0: His dad does not talk about it. His dad is Yeah, like, he oh, does. So he
1: does mention it. He's like, oh, yeah, we can look up the road.
0: JT mentions it. I think his dad's but- into it. No, I don't think his dad is into it at all. I think his dad is not into the fact that because he says he's like, oh, so you got a job where your only job is to look up girls' skirts all day, and I think he, I think he does not like that. I think he's not a fan of JT doing that.
1: I think he's into it. I don't think he's into this as his extracurricular activity. I think he, he was thinking of something else, but he likes the idea of the uh, the girls. That's what I took from it. Uh,
0: I, I didn't get that impression from Frank.
1: Mark gets home. Um... He says he was humiliated at school because for the first time that we know of, he got an A on his paper and not an A+.
0: I think this is his first time ever. I think this is Mark's first ever personal failure for him. He's
1: worried. He's scared that he will not be 8th grade Valley Victorian if this continues.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: It is at his school. So we then go out back to the backyard Cody is uh, meditating, he is singing, he's got his own way of doing things. Dana and Karen come in, they question about, like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm curing my cold with my mind. And uh, he apparently bought this book from a guy in the parking lot at the health food store. And he believes it, and he thinks it's working and cures cold.
0: Yeah, evidently this guy seems... They, I think the implication is he was like a homeless guy in the parking lot yeah, probably. that they bought this room or he bought this room.
1: I remember like watching this episode, the one line from him meditating where he's like, home, home on the range. Like I remember that from <laughs> okay. 30 years ago. Um, yeah, all part. right. So <clears throat> he believes that he thinks this is his, his answer to cure his cold. So from there we go to Frank. He's messing with the TV for something. Carol comes in, questions what he's doing. We find out that real uh, quick
0: the questioning i think is i think wasn't uh, inside joke here because she said what are you trying to do frank uh, get the playboy channel for free again and he okay. says well, why would i need to do that when i have you i think the inside joke here is that she posed for playboy twice in her throughout her life uh suzanne summers so i think that was kind of like an inside reference to the fact that she's been in playboy
1: yeah pretty funny um she had a rough day at the uh beauty shop there was some bald lady that came in that Wanted a hairstyle, which doesn't really work. And uh, Frank, he's trying to have an answer for Mark to get him to loosen up a little bit. And he bought Mark a Super Video Buster
0: in a Sega Genesis box, which is
1: just a Sega Genesis. He's trying to keep Mark from being uptight. I think this maybe is where they mention like the connection of her being uptight with the uh, groceries and stuff.
0: Yeah, they mentioned it like one or two times, and this I think is one of them, but. They don't do a very good job of maintaining that connection.
1: Yep. So Frank comes down, or uh, Mark comes down, I think. Frank shows him like the games that uh, he bought, and he's like, let's try out Alien Warlords first. It's got violence. It's got exploding eyes in the second level. Mark is like, ah, I heard it has a pretty cool processor. Maybe I'll check it out a little bit. Sits down, loves it, and he looks like he might be hooked from the start.
0: He is in. in. He is totally in. And I
1: get it. And Carol is there, and she has her concerns.
0: Yeah. We'll see what happens.
1: Um, we then go to Brendan. This is probably a day or two later. Uh, Bre- yeah, Brendan's getting home from school. See Brendan get home from school. Um, and he's excited because he knows Mark's not home yet. He can go jump on the, uh, the old video buster and get some games in before Mark gets home. So he runs into the living room. Carol still has her doubts about this whole thing. And then Mark comes in a few seconds later, gets home, and uh, goes right to the living room to play his uh, his games.
0: Yeah, he mumbles something under his breath, and then just drops his bag and runs into the den.
1: Uh, Al comes in. She says she had the best day ever at school. And we find out the reason, because Mark got a D on his math test.
0: That's so sad that she's, like, happy about that. <laughs> she.
1: Carol is real upset, freaking out. She knows the reason. They go into the living room to talk to Mark, who at this point when they get in there is on top of Brendan, freaking out because he's not able to play his video games, trying to take the controller from Brendan.
0: Yeah, this is a good scene.
1: Carol says, no more video games. We're done. At least on school. Uh,
0: Yeah, she says during the school week, no, no video games.
1: And, uh, Mark at this point agrees, you're right. I got carried away. Right. Uh, late at night, we go check in on, uh, Frank and Carol, who are asleep in their bed, but then, uh, some noises are happening. They don't know what it is. Carol wakes up, Frank. Frank grabs a golf club and a golf glove, puts them on. because well, it's like
0: loud explosions, and Frank, they almost, they're like, is it a gunshot? Somebody in the house, gunshots? They don't know what's going on.
1: Could be, uh, cody with his meditation maybe he's got something else going on but anyways maybe. grabs the golf club puts on a glove heads downstairs peeks around the uh corner of the stairs i think he puts like a something on the club looks like it puts like, a, like it a shirt
0: on it and the hat on it so that it, it kind of looks like a little head poking around the corner
1: and as we see first it is uh just mark he's playing video games in the middle of the night Frank goes downstairs, talks to Mark. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, by the way, on a school night. Carol comes down. They unplug the game and uh, send old Mark upstairs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's in trouble.
1: So from here, we go to... Um, we go to Alger,
0: I think? Uh, no, we go to the kitchen. Well, kind of. We go to the kitchen. Dana's studying... Uh, Alice sitting next to her playing with this slinky That's and it's right. just like, the loudest slinky in the world. Um, and Cody comes in and he has welded together. Everything.
1: Something. Yeah. Just all the metal he could find. He's like, Oh, just did some yeah. uh, recreational welding. And like, he's like, it's an ashtray. And she, they're like, you don't even smoke. Well, it's a, it's a paperweight. You don't even have a desk. And he's like, oh, it's just some, it looks cool.
0: <laughs> it, no, what do you, he's, It's better than that. He, he gives a better, a better snarkier answer. He's like, it's a 55 Corvette. It doesn't matter. I like it.
1: Yeah. So um, Karen gets home at this point too. And uh, she's got a hickey. She's freaking out because she knows her mom's going to get mad if she sees it. And uh, Cody's got a cure for it though. He's going to okay. use his healing powers to voodoo this thing away. Starts... Uh, putting his hands out saying a bunch of gibberish including a reference to full house where he gets to at one point he's like full house cute little michelle
0: so i have a question here yep i have a question i have a real philosophical question here we know that step by step takes place in the same universe as full house because steve urkel has been on both ep- both shows right Sure. So there's a they live in the same world. So in this world, is there another TV show, Full House? With another with character different, name show? With different characters? Or is there a show based on the real life family in San Francisco? Or
1: yeah, I think it's a reality show, kinda like Jersey Shore, but uh you think so? okay. they just have cameras filming this family that lives right. in San Francisco at all times. So I think that's I'm true.
0: just trying to wrap my head around this whole idea of Full House existing in a world where Full House exist in real life
1: yeah that's what i heard reality tv okay. show reality tv show okay um cody does come up with eventually like through all of his like random wordplay gibberish he comes up with wear a turtleneck and that's it that's the answer that's gonna save uh karen
0: and karen acts like she's never even thought about that which i'm not quite sure how that works but so she's thrilled
1: when i was watching this scene with the hickey and how to remove it it made me think of another show possibly with a hickey and trying to remove it let me see i'll give you the remedy and you can tell me if you remember the show you might not but some show that i watched the trick was taking a quarter and rubbing it on the hickey to get it to go away
0: i do not know i'm normally what i feel like i hear is the ice cube trick
1: rubbing let's see rubbing quarter on hickey
0: Maybe, a tv
1: show i
0: mean there's a lot of like let's see a, i mean that's a,
1: seems uh, like it's a tiktok trend uh,
0: now yeah i know right <laughs> that's what i say like there's a lot of things that come up when you search that, but i don't see like uh
1: all right I, see, I feel like it was a tv right. reference at some point if you guys remember it shoot us an email or something let us know um, but anyways, uh, we go from this scene after Karen has her turtleneck cure for her hickey to, I thought it was at the school, but this isn't actually the school. This is another building, I believe, where Mark is at a meeting for Video Addicts Anonymous.
0: Yep. Yep. Did you recognize any of these kids? Uh,
1: was one really in just, Full really House? Really just
0: one. Yeah, he's the kid that got uh, his head stuck in, yeah. uh, in the banister. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So... Marks in there, of course. This is just an AA meeting. Uh, like, it goes through like Absolutely. all the steps and everything. And Mark's yeah. like, "I'm not an addict." And they're like, "Well, do you do this?" And they're, the the kids are kind of like on him, but I don't know if that's oh, they're their... pushing them. They're pushing. Is that a normal thing for like AA? Is <laughs> I have no idea. Well, yeah. Know. Do you snort coke every night? And do you trigger this? <laughs> and yeah, but yeah, they're on him for these video games. <laughs> they eventually get him to admit that he does have a problem. As they go around the room. Um, and uh, yep. He realizes he is an addict.
0: He does. He does. And that is all it takes. He's done. It's all fixed. End of the no episode.
1: Uh, we do get a credit scene though. With Dana in the living room. She's laying down on the couch. Her mom and Mark are going out. To uh, go costume shopping. That's the uh, that This is the, uh, the reference to Halloween in this episode.
0: Yep. That's it. I mean they got it in though. They got it in.
1: Yeah. But uh, Dana's got a cold she's not feeling good um they go out shopping and then dana comments on like how bad the cold is and meds aren't working and uh as soon as they leave she sits up and starts using the cody method of like <laughs> humming and random words to try to get rid of this using meditation
0: i was expecting a little bit of a different ending i was expecting her to when the, once they leave the house her to be faking it and start playing the video game
1: oh but- yeah they could have I'm yeah, but they definitely. went the other way. Yep, they went the other way. Yep. They needed to tie
0: in Halloween, so. Well, they still gonna tie in Halloween. They just. Yeah. You
1: know. Boy Meets World season two, episode six. Boys to Mensa is the name of the episode, and it starts off. We've got it's Feeny. A good
0: name it's such a good name.
1: Feeny's passing out some book reports. Corey's goofing off. He's got a uh, clown nose on. He keeps turning around to Sean every time Feeny turns around the other way, um, and he's like. Halloween's coming up. I'm just testing it, Mr. Feeney, because Mr. Feeney catches him with the nose. And uh, yeah. is that the only reference? No, there's a lot of reference in this episode, No, no, right? no, not at all. Yeah. Um, so Corey, of course, did not have a good book report. Minkus, of course, was great. It was perfect. He even threw in a bonus haiku in his book report. And then uh, Corey thinks Feeney is just a little unfair with him because, like, other kids are getting the same grades as him, and he's telling them good job, and he's telling... Corey, you must not have studied
0: Feeney is he is very he's hard to, he's hard to figure out sometimes i don't know whether i like his stuff i mean obviously we know that he got kind of, like the show matures he we everyone loves feeney at the end of the day but right now it's just kind of really hard to figure out how i feel about his style of teaching
1: yeah i think some of it has to do that he's his next door neighbor he's watched him grow up but uh yeah he also, Corey mentions, he's like, well, well, how come when I make paper airplanes, I get the tension? And how come when he does it, pointing to Minkus, um, that he doesn't? And then they zoom over to Minkus, and Minkus has uh, made this, the most amazing paper, plane, paper airplane I've ever seen. It's
0: like a fully functional biplane.
1: Yeah, like uh, Wright Brothers style with a little propeller that even spins yeah. and everything. It's awesome. And then uh, Corey's just like, I withdraw my question. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, theme song, come back. Corey and Sean are uh, in the hallway. They meet after detention. Apparently, they didn't know each other had detention, but they got detention in different classes. And uh, while they're out in the hallway, they kind of peek in the trash can for some reason, and they see there's some test answers in the trash can. They pull them out, and not just for a test. These are answers for... A big IQ exam they're going to give everyone at the school pretty soon.
0: Yep. And Corey sees this as his like as his way to get in good graces with with Feeny, that Feeney will respect him if he if he does well on this IQ test.
1: Yep. Says if he thinks he if he thinks I'm a genius, he'll leave me alone, just like yep. Minkus. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be a genius. So the, Sean does not like this idea. Corey's gonna go for it though
0: well sean just doesn't see the value in it sean's like i don't it just it's, it's like not even a test that matters like who cares why would you even want to do and i mean i think Corey's you know cory's reason in his mind makes sense and well i think, I think
1: sean thinks sean along. also i think mentions here that this can kind of get blown out of proportion like this can go that the is true way.
0: that is true but in a in a like you don't know where this is gonna lead not like uh i don't think sean is worried about him cheating because that doesn't more to, of,
1: like, like what's going to happen if this works.
0: If you are, in fact, like, thought of to be a genius. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So, from here, we've got uh, Feeney reading results from this IQ test. They've already all taken it. Feeney's reading results. And he mentions that one person in this class had, like, the highest score and, like, the highest like score ever. in the school. And, like, yeah, it was, like, ridiculous. And, of course, Minkus is like, oh, well.
0: Yeah, It's like, this person has redefined what it means to be a genius and what intelligence means for humanity.
1: Minkus is ready to accept the praise from Feeney, but Feeney walks over to Corey and announces it was Corey. They got the high score and uh, says to uh, Corey, this is a very big thing.
0: I I like that the entire time Corey's sitting there like real smug, like he knows what's up. He knows it's him. He's 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 just waiting for Feeney to say it.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. We go back to the house with uh, Morgan and her mom talking about buying Halloween costumes, but her mom's got a house showing that she's got to go to, so she can't take her shopping. But Eric steps up, says, why don't you drop me off at the mall? I'll take her shopping, and then Dad can pick us up. Yeah, great plan. Perfect. She's getting a Halloween costume. Uh, As this is going on, Corey and Sean get home, and they immediately run upstairs.
0: This is like a a trope for them at this point. It's like showing up, running upstairs, scheming on stuff.
1: Yeah. So uh, we find out that Feeney had sent a letter home to uh, Corey's parents. Corey's scared. He doesn't know what it says. It's in a sealed envelope. Sean's like, you have envelopes. We'll just open this and put in another one. And uh, they do. And the letter pretty much just says that Feeney wants to meet with Corey's parents. Yep. And uh, Sean's like, well... You're going to have to make them think you're a genius if that's the case.
0: you we'll to have to fake it.
1: So we go a little later. Corey is uh, now listening to some classical music. He throws like a philly well, foam finger on.
0: Not at first. He sees his parents getting home, and that's when he runs over, turns on the music so that he, his parents will think that he's listening to the music. That's right. That's important. Conducting with the foam finger.
1: Yep. And as he's conducting, of course, his parents come in. They come upstairs, and uh, they – are amazed that their son is listening to classical music at this point.
0: They, I didn't think they seemed all that amazed. I think, well, I think they that's were... part
1: of the thing. Like, I think they know from now what's going on.
0: I think they do know, but yeah, I guess, I guess, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
1: Like they're, they're acting amazed in front of Corey, but they know their son they're, is not a genius. Yeah. They know,
0: they know what's up. You're right.
1: So, um, Feeney told them that he got the highest score in the school district, in the history of the school district. And they just asked, Corey, well, why don't your grades match your IQ scores? Like, why does everything line up?
0: I think this is an interesting question because I think it's not uncommon for people who score high on these tests to not have great grades because it's just that's the way it goes sometimes. So I feel like that is not a great indicator, and it's something that – I don't know. It just seemed weird to me that that's where they go with this. Although I guess it makes sense for a sitcom.
1: Yep. And then uh, Morgan comes in. She got her Halloween costume with Eric. She's going to be a zombie with an eyeball that falls out. And uh, it looks pretty cool.
0: Awesome. Awesome costume.
1: Yep. Uh, We go to the school. Corey is talking to Sean. Um, This whole thing's getting out of hand with him having to pretend to be a genius. Doesn't like lying to his parents. And he tells Sean that. And uh, Minkus is in there, too. And he just doesn't understand Corey's score, how this is possible, how Corey is smarter than him. And uh, he thinks something's up.
0: He's definitely on him. Yeah, because he says, well, you know, why are you always cheating off my test if you're so smart? He's like, and Corey says, I'm not cheating, Minkus. I'm admiring the the work of a fellow genius. And, and Minkus is like, all right, what I'll do then is I'll just start. I'll start uh, tilting my papers up so you can see it even better then. And Corey's like, really? And Minkus says, no, not at all.
1: Yeah, so um, the bell rings. Class is about to start, but Feeney pulls Corey out of class. Takes him to the cafeteria to talk to him. And uh, he tells Corey that, uh, Corey, I mean, part of this whole being a genius thing is that uh, you can't go to school here anymore. There's too many distractions. There's sports, and that's not important. What's important now is studying. You study for sports. You study for exercise you study to get good grades and you're going to a new school they're going to send you to a new school so you can focus on your education
0: and there's no sports there
1: with no sports and uh oh what there's there a halloween line here i said feeny walks out don't you love halloween no one is what they seem to
0: be yeah you to I think I think one thing you missed at the, That happens at the beginning of this Is that when they sit down to talk And he says is there anything you want to tell me Anything at all Anything you think is important or relevant To what's going on right now Corey's like no no Let's talk about sports
1: Go to Corey's room Sean comes over Corey immediately starts shooting him With uh, some kind of nerf gun type thing um, And he's mad at Sean Because now he's got to go to this new school doesn't want to go. Um, we also find out in 30 minutes, some lady from the school is coming over. She's going to test Corey again, and then uh, it's that's pretty much it. That it'll be over at that point. And, and Sean's
0: well, like, Corey doesn't really make that connection right away, but Corey, Sean's just like, just do, just be you, just do normal you. Yeah, he's this like, test, this dude. is
1: great that they're testing you again. I mean, they're going to find out hour. that you're not a genius. All you have to do is just take the test normal,
0: and yep. they'll
1: know. And then Corey's like, well, yeah, I'll just bomb the test again. He's like, no, don't even do that. Just take the test regular. You can <laughs> like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. You taking the test will be enough to let them know that you're not a genius. So, exactly. It's a little later now. Corey is uh, taking the test. The lady's there from the school and. Uh,
0: Pretty much immediately insulting Amy and Alan. Yeah.
1: Amy and Alan obviously do not like this lady. Uh, Corey finishes the test. Um, she looks at it. She starts grading it. And then she thinks that he got them all wrong on purpose. So he doesn't have to go to the school.
0: Right. Well, she's like, you have fa- like you, <laughs> yeah, you've done, you've done really, you've done really bad on this desk. You're clearly, but she's like, clearly you've cheated. And he's like, I, I what? Well, yeah, I know. And she's like, you know, this is typical. They they get them all wrong because they don't want to go to a different school.
1: Yeah, and this is where he breaks down and tells them the truth. He's like, yes, I did cheat. I cheated on the original test. Sean and I found the answers. We cheated. And then she's like, well, I guess I got to go test some other kids. And then she leaves.
0: <laughs> so she says, I need to go spend my time where it's better spent. Kids that deserve to be here. <laughs> she's, so. She's
1: she leaves. Corey and his parents talk a little bit. Uh, obviously, he's grounded for two weeks, and uh, his dad says, "But we'll let it start the day after Halloween," which is pretty yeah. cool, I think.
0: They're 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 more understanding about this than you would probably think. But I mean, it's also again not a. It's just an IQ test. Like, who cares?
1: Yeah, and the message for Corey here is: don't ever try to be something you're not. That's what they kind of get into yes. him um we have one more scene before the credits we're back at the school the bell rings Corey turns in his uh clown nose to mr feeney and he says i'm done being a genius i'm done being the class clown and uh i just want to let you know mr feeney that i really appreciate you as a teacher very sweet yep uh long credit scene here um it is halloween Morgan is in the house. I guess she's probably done trick-or-treating already. She's handing That's out my guess, candy man. now to the trick-or-treaters. Feeney comes over to borrow some candy from the uh, Matthews because he was handing out rulers and they're not going over very well.
0: Of course not. It ruler.
1: Uh as Feeney is in there talking to Morgan, um, this other group comes in trick-or-treating behind Feeney and uh one of the kids, what is he dressed up as? Like Robin Hood or something? I don't know. I didn't really pay much attention
0: to the costumes.
1: He uh, tells Feeney, hey, my uh, my best friend, Corey Matthews, actually told me about you. I'm coming to your my school. Brother,
0: no, my brother's friend, Corey Matthews. Oh, uh, My
1: brother's me. friend told me about how awesome of a teacher you are, and I'm actually going to be coming to your school next year. And I'm so excited because Corey said so many things about how you're the best teacher ever. And Feeney's like, Mr. Matthews, this is not a good trick. And he like goes and pulls the kids off, c- pulls his mask off, and it's not Corey. It is yes, actually another kid. kid. So, uh, Feeney goes into the kitchen to go get the candy. And then, uh, the other two kids pull their masks off. It's Corey and Sean. And Corey knows that, uh, he might not be a genius, but, uh, it sure looks like he is now after he's tricked Mr. Feeney.
0: Yeah, I was reading on, on, online that evidently, uh Ben Savage, like, did the did voiceover afterwards to, like, actually do the voice of the kid who was in the mask, so it sounded like him. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's what they're trying to go with. Like, all of them yeah, have yeah, masks, yeah. so you can't see their yep. mouth moving, so you don't know who's talking at that point.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: So that's uh Boy Meets World. We then go into our final 9.30 show. It's Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Season 2, Episode 6. Father... Ferris is the name of this episode. And it starts off, we've got Tyler. He's trying to come in. I thought he could just walk into this house whenever he wants. I don't know why he's knocking at the back door.
0: Well, he no, but he can't just walk in anymore because he doesn't, his dad hasn't own the house. So he's still welcome as a guest, but he doesn't have, like, carte blanche access anymore. Uh, it's breakfast
1: time, uh, and he says his dad told him that he could spend Halloween with all of them. And uh, none of them want, want Tyler there, really. But uh, Coop says it's... Uh, coop's freaking out at this point not just because tyler's over but because he realizes that owning a home during halloween it's a bad thing people do like pranks and stuff toilet paper eggs and uh he doesn't want to have to deal with any of that
0: when he starts listing all these things too and, and tyler's like oh let me slow down i need to i need to write all this down yep. <laughs> and nicole comes over and she's like tyler eggs has two g's in it
1: yeah that's the joke you can't even spell eggs and uh geneva or no uh pj comes over right principal pj shows up just shows up she shows up and we immediately right here get our diss of the week (laughs) halloween is a week away there's already a witch at the door (laughs) (laughs) so then uh we find out from pj that uh she needs two teacher chaperones that's why she's come over there geneva pretty much volunteers immediately she kind of looks at mark wants mark to volunteer as well but Mark says he's got to watch the house. He can't let people destroy the house on Halloween. And PJ tells him, well, if you don't volunteer for me, you can watch me make your house go up for sale, implying that she'll fire she'll him fire. and then he won't have yeah. a job.
0: I think it's important, too, as part of Geneva's term, she does she does get PJ to agree to let her bring everybody on the show to the to the <laughs> high school dance. So <laughs> Vanessa, Nicole and Tyler are all, are all now coming to the dance.
1: So this is where we get our theme song. We come back. We are now at the school. Coop's teaching science. Is that new?
0: Uh, well, I think it's subbing
1: in. Is he still guess. a sub? Like, I thought he was permanent PE teacher. And then what he is, there?
0: but I think that they like, are, I think they use him as a sub when, when they need a sub, I guess. That's my assumption. He's because he, he talks a lot about basketball while he's teaching science.
1: Yeah. Apparently he's been teaching science but, for like weeks though. Uh, according well, to some girl. Say,
0: this set is new. This, this classroom and it's giant and it's way nicer than the set that they had before so I'm wondering if they are going to kind of keep him in that spot for for a while
1: Um, he kind of gets on the class a little bit none of them are doing that great Uh, the grades aren't showing up and uh, he tells them that uh, everyone kind of needs to pick it up everyone needs to pick up those grades and uh, focus a little more on science. bell rings and Coop holds back Irvin because Irvin is really struggling right now and Coop tells him look we really need to figure out what you want in life I know you've got a ton of potential. We got to figure out what is it in life that you want? And Irvin's like, my dad left me when I was like a little kid when I was like two years old. And you know what? I just want to meet my dad once before he dies.
0: And Cooper's like, that's not what I meant, man. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm not, <laughs> not like, what's your, what's your like childhood trauma? <laughs> you what? Know, he doesn't say that, but I mean, it just He's thinking it. Out of
1: yeah. Um, we go to the house. Um, Coop has kind of got this plan going on. He reached out to Irvin's dad, found him via 411. I think he was living in New York, right?
0: Yeah. Seems pretty pretty interesting that he was able to use 411 to find a random dude in New York City. I assume New York City. but
1: Yeah. And uh, Coop is going to – well, he already has, right? He's he already has. He's bringing yeah. him to California, and he's going to surprise Irvin at the Halloween dance party. By bringing his dad there,
0: yeah, and Geneva is is like this is an awful, awful idea.
1: Uh, Tyler comes over; he's got his Halloween costume on that he's had on for the last three years. Apparently, it's the uh, the Flash. It's a good costume, though. I don't
0: even. I don't think. I don't think it's a real Flash. I think it's like a bootleg Flash.
1: Bootleg Flash, and uh, everyone's laughing at Tyler. Tyler's embarrassed and uh tyler i think the whole plan was for tyler and nicole to guilt geneva into making him a costume
0: right 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 because nicole tells him right there he's like don't worry geneva or you know my mom will make you a a new costume and he was like what what what?" and and then they start really laying it on thick about how how sad and pathetic his costume is and how they don't have any money to buy him a new costume and blah 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 and And eventually she agrees i'll do it yeah
1: yep um I don't know how many days later, but today is the day. This is the day that Irvin meets his dad. Coop's excited. Um, Geneva also at this point shows Tyler and Nicole their Cole uh, their two-person horse costume that she has created for them, where one of them has to be the head and the other one has to be the butt. And neither of them want to be the head. I mean, neither right. of them want to be the butt. They both want to be the right. head. Right, yeah, they both want to be the head. Yeah. Uh, now Vanessa wants a costume, too. She doesn't have one. She's trying to get Geneva to make her one. Just a lot going on, and then Irvin comes over. Apparently, Coop told him to come over. He's like, "Hey, Coop, I'm over here. What's up? What's going on?" He's like, "Irvin, got a surprise for you. Your dad's coming over. I found him." And uh, Irvin seems pretty excited.
0: Yeah, he seems into it. He's like, "All right, cool. Let's let's do this."
1: Uh, Coop's like, "Go get some uh, water. I got that expensive stuff for you in the kitchen because uh, he's just been filling bottles with uh, tap water." But uh,
0: Pelle- like Pellegrino bottles with tap water.
1: Irvin goes in the kitchen someone's at the door coop answers it some white guy and uh coop like kind of shoes him away like he's a salesman a couple times until eventually the guy tells coop hey i'm irvin's dad and coop is shocked
0: well so coop goes into the kitchen and he's like irvin your dad tell me a little bit about him what do you know it's like all I know is my mom said that he was just irresistible, or my grandma told me that that he was irresistible, and and every woman just couldn't couldn't stay away from him.
1: <laughs> and he goes, he Mark's like, like ah. Coop goes back into the like and just like opens the door and looks at this guy again because I mean like he's a fat white guy with bald head and like uh, looks nothing. And they make
0: a bunch of bald jokes and stuff like that too. So
1: yeah, so Coop doesn't know what's going on. He's so confused, um, but he tells Irvin. His dad's in the other room and Irvin jumps up excitedly to run. That's not what happened. No, 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 no,
0: that's not what happens. That's not what happens. He does not tell him it's his dad. What he tells, what happens is that, um, as a Geneva comes downstairs and Geneva says, Hey Mark, who's that white guy in the den? And then Irvin's like, it's my dad. And he goes into the den himself after hearing that from Geneva.
1: Yep. Runs in there. I mean, not what I expected. He's like, dad, I hate you. I can't believe that you <laughs> left me when I'm a kid. And I, you know what? We I'm leaving. Do le- a
0: whole like acknowledgement of like this. is You are my dad. So we are establishing the fact that this is in fact his dad. And then he's kind of nice to him for a minute before laying into him like you were about to do.
1: I, I think it's quicker than that. And he's like, I'm leaving you like you left me. And then he walks out and that's it. Peace. Yep. That's it. And his dad is uh, a little surprised. Not what he was expecting when he came all the way to California.
0: No. And he's like, I am so shocked that I can't even leave your house. I have to stay here until I feel better.
1: Uh, We go later that night. Uh, Coop is now dressed as a doctor for the uh, Halloween party. Uh, Wally is his dad's name, Irvin's dad, by the way. He's still there, he's hanging out. And Coop tells Wally that you got to talk to Irvin tonight. You got to make this happen. And then at the door, Irvin's mom shows up. Yes, Georgia. She's mad. She's like, Why did you call his dad? This is a bad idea. Keep that man away from my son or I'm going to get you fired. I'm friends with Principal PJ. Uh,
0: Didn't she threaten that she's like, I got a gun too,
1: right? She's like, me and your principal, we go and we shoot at the shooting range together.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: So she leaves. Wally comes out. He's got his Halloween costume on now. He's dressed as a raisin. And Coop says, hey, Coop. uh, Or uh, hey, Wally, you might not want to come with me to this party. And he's like, what? You just gave me this great idea that I got to go talk to my son. I'm coming to that party. And that's where we go. We see them arriving so at the uh, party at the school. Everyone's got some awesome Halloween costumes on. And uh, the boys are pirates. Like, not Irvin, but the other guys, right? Like Andre and them. Andre and... Is uh, Irvin a
0: pirate? Maybe he was. Is he? Maybe it is. And it then makes the third sense. Guy... There's three pirates. Yeah, but the third guy is not Isaac. It's some random dude that's just in this episode. Yeah, so they're pirates,
1: and while they're in there, they see uh, Vanessa and Geneva. They're both dressed as horse butts because they're the other halves of the kids' costumes. And
0: uh... did we mention that they're that, that Nicole and Tyler are in a. In a double-headed horse costume. Oh
1: yeah, they're both heads of horses, but they're connected, right? So they can both. Yeah, be it's a like head.
0: that. Uh, it's like that Nickelodeon. Cat show. dog, but it's horse horse. Cat dog. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So Koopa takes Wally over to Irvin to go talk, and Wally tries to explain like what happened, and tells them that uh, he left because him and his mom just really weren't getting along. And he didn't want to have to raise a son where it was just like such a bad situation going on between mom and the dad. So that's why he decided to left. And it's not like because
0: evidently that's what he that's what his childhood was like too. Is that he's like that's what I, you know I didn't want to I didn't want you to have to go through what I went through when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. So. He's like, yeah, I left, but I called you all the time, all the way up until the point where your mom remarried. And she, he's like, what? My mom never remarried.
0: That- <laughs> no, remarried when your mom remarried that astronaut. That she told astronaut. Me that- yeah. Yeah. She told me that I was ruining the family, so she asked me to stop calling.
1: So now Wally finds out that his mom was lying to him, and then Irvin's like, it's too late. You, th- this, this is happening way too late. And Coop tries to talk to Irvin a little bit. Irvin's mom shows up. She, of course, is not happy to see Wally. But then, like, immediately everything flips around here. Like, this was the quickest resolution of a marriage Giant that ended problem. 15 years ago that ever has happened in the history of every of the world.
0: True. Well, there's a couple things that are in their favor, right? So I guess. So, Wally calls her out. And, well, it doesn't necessarily call her out. but says, like, how's it going with that astronaut? And she's like... Well, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back a step. She calls him out and says, hey, how's it going with your wife? And he's like, well, I never got remarried. He's And then he calls her out and says, how's it going with the astronaut? And she's like, "Uh, well, there wasn't an astronaut. So they're immediately both kind of on their back feet. They've called each other out. And then there's this whole kind of dialogue between the mom and and Mark about how – how Wally is still irresistible and like, she cannot even like being around him. She just can't, man. It's, can't it's a herself.
1: real weird resolution scene. Like it's crazy.
0: It is. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be funny more so than like how things would, but
1: then like, work. even with Irvin, Irvin comes over, Hey dad, they're about to do bobbing
0: with apples. Let's go bob apples together. We're like, like it's so nuts to me. This whole scene. Well, it's because Mark talked to him and so give him a chance, you know. And they he found out that his mom lied to him, so that's why you know, there there was a lot of there's a lot of circumstances that are coming to light that I think make this, you know, easier. I don't know.
1: It is weird. I don't know. But uh Irvin's mom like goes and thanks Coop. Um it's uh, it was this is nuts to me.
0: Well, and then Wally and Georgia tell each other they still care about each other and they still find each other attractive, and then there's this whole like yeah and then pj tells mark that she gave his number to an old lady
1: her aunt apparently
0: that's her aunt yes
1: Yes. and that's the that's how they end the episode like resolution marriage is fine but not fine but fine and then uh here's my old aunt for you
0: yep that's kind of it
1: uh we do get a credit scene with uh coop happy that uh he got them back together and he offers to take the three of them out to dinner but then uh Irvin's mom and dad start arguing about dinner and whether they should go to, a, like, Italian or Chinese food, but then they laugh it off and everything's okay again.
0: Well, what they try to do is they, they both say, like, they one wants to go to Italian, one wants to go to Chinese, but then they both try to be the understanding person and say, no, no, we'll go to the other one. And so then they're arguing about wanting to go to the place that the other person wanted to go to, and yeah
1: um all right so that's our uh, four shows for the week this is the point of the show where travis and i rank the episodes in our preference however we feel like it from four to one what is our favorite episode of the week you want to go first you want me to go first Ugh,
0: do i want to go first um I don't know, these were all fairly good i don't even know you, you, you go first i actually was going to propose a little a little bit of a swerve this week instead of ranking the four episodes.
1: Okay. I have mine if we change our mind and want to rank them, but what's your proposal?
0: My proposal is what was your favorite costume this week? Oh, on... well, we can do both. Okay. Uh my
1: favorite costume is I'm going to go with Waldo's pig outfit.
0: Waldo's pig outfit was was quality. It was a good it was a good costume. I think mine is is Wally's raisin costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, California like raisins. Yeah. Well, I guess it was a California raisin, but I, I mean, I mean, even they're if in it California. Intended, they are, but it was just—it's a unique costume. You're not seeing a lot of people dressed up like raisins out there. And he filled it out. I liked it, and it looked good. It looked good.
1: Yeah. I almost went Tina Turner, one of the girls at the uh, party. Was
0: Tina Turner? I, I didn't see it. I think but. it I think oh, it. the one that he, the one that Coop kind of was it Coop that was talking to, or maybe one of the boys was talking to. I think it was one I of the you, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, my rankings
1: in order: I got uh, Coop at number four this week, Family Matters at three, Boy Meets World at two, and I put Step by Step at one.
0: <laughs> oh man, I I, I you it know, could honestly, go anyway. It
1: could go anyway this week. It
0: really could. I I thought they were all decent episodes. I'm probably gonna put Step by Step at four. Oh. Uh, I'm actually might have like the exact opposite of you step by step at four um I'll put Coop Cupid three boy meets world at two and family matters at one fair enough. um next week full week of shows I'm assuming it is but a little bit different. okay so Family matters season five episode seven step by step season three episode seven. At the 9 o'clock spot, we have the premiere of the show, George, which we kind of talked about at the preview. Uh, this is the George Foreman sitcom that, that was on TV for a very short period of time. It debuted on TGIF, one episode, and then they moved it to its regular night. Uh, so we have that. We'll watch that. And then 9 30, the typical Hang with Mr. Cooper season two, episode seven.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming they ordered six episodes of Boy Meets World. They got the six done. It did really well. They picked it up for more. That's why they didn't put it on right away, be my guess.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, and and you know they've got when does when do we get Boy Meets World back?
1: Right, episodes?
0: right, right back, right back. Oh, right okay. Back. Just one week. It's just one episode of George, and that's it. They it's just one night debuts on TGIF for like the. They just wanted to, to mess up
1: it. all my numbers, so then I have to like figure it all out again. But that's fine. <laughs> that
0: they do. They're like Steve. In thirty years, is going to drive Steve crazy, crazy. Um, so let's do it
1: let's do it oh you know what i had a uh i host trivia once a week and there was actually a trivia question that i could have used as a news story this week and i forgot all about it let me find this real quick uh is it a a good one yeah yeah on this day which would have been october 24th 2023 right okay in on this day in 2000 no never mind this doesn't make sense (laughs) on this day in 2015 Marty McFly arrived in the high tech distant future in Back to the Future 2. So it has nothing to do with 93, just that day. Never mind.
0: <laughs> What's the question?
1: Uh, it was all like, name these movies that are also set in future years that have now come and gone. So it was like a visual round type thing.
0: Was- oh, so you would have, the answer would have been Back to the Future 2?
1: Well, no, that was just like setting it up. There was like uh, screenshots from like Pacific Rim and like Real Steel uh- and Akira and stuff like that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, full week next week with uh, George slipping in there instead of Boy Meets World. Um, mm-hmm. Lot going on this coming up week. We've got Halloween parties. We've got trick or treating on Monday so or Tuesday. So so, yeah, well, some day of the week. Some day of the week, and it's also going to be eighty-seven degrees or eighty-five <laughs> degrees on Saturday in Virginia.
0: I looked at the weather today. It was like what? Yeah. It, even today, I mean, it's supposed to be, get up to seventy-seven. And
1: yeah. then it's going to be thirty-one by next week.
0: I mean yesterday morning it was thirty eight and then it was seventy in the afternoon.
1: Craziness. All That's right what we do here. Let's do some stuff. I got work to do. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.
0: It's Friday night when the mooc is right. We're gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, teachy eight. <laughs> be a pack house.